Hello, everyone. You're listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Jenna Konar, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, where the success of your career is our focus. When it comes to the topic of leadership, there's no shortage of terms used to define an effective leader in the workplace. But one of the words that may not garner as much attention as others is authentic. So what does it take to become an authentic leader? Well, that's exactly what I'll be discussing today with our guest, Brad Parcells. Brad is an executive and leadership coach, consultant, and speaker for Aperio Coaching and Consulting. He's also the author of the article, What is Authentic Leadership?, which is the focus of our discussion today. Thanks for joining me today, Brad. Oh, Jenna, I appreciate the opportunity very much. I'm grateful to you, and uh, my purpose is to bring value to you and your listeners today about that topic on authentic leadership. Great. That's what we like to hear. So I wanted to start off by mentioning something that you wrote in the opening paragraph of your article that I mentioned. You said that a CEO once said to you, leadership is acting. So what do you think he meant by that? And why would you say this type of attitude could be detrimental to good leadership? I asked the CEO the same question. What does acting mean to him? So when I asked him that, he said that basically he was putting on a mask. And he put on a mask so that he was able to be seen and heard as someone else. I found that very fascinating and very interesting. He also mentioned in the same conversation that, like an actor, he was playing a role in one of his roles in his life. And I asked him to define leadership and how acting fit into the mo- that model for him. And he said that that's uh, quite a challenge to come in each and every day to put on a mask, to play a role that is very different from his normal life. Mm-hmm. One can do that successfully, but there comes a time and a period based on the nature of the business where those things tend to fall because you're not true or genuine to yourself. We talked about roles in life. We all have roles in our life. You're an mm-hmm. interviewer. You are a, a daughter. I'm a husband. I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things about roles are, are terrific, but we so much judge our lives and the success of our lives based on the, the failure or success of our roles rather than our identity and who we are based on our values, our authenticity, our morals, our, and those kinds of things. So when an executive like this that I was coaching, where he was ultimately finding failure in his roles or his acting, it was really impacting who he was as a person. So that's how we garnered a coaching relationship from that. Do you know how that affected his employees at all? Did he mention that? Clearly, there's a huge gap in today's job environment relative to engagement. Gallup did a study in 2013 that basically came out and said that only 30% of employees are engaged at work, Mm -hmm. which means 70% are either diffused or want to leave or quit the company. So think about that. How much capital and resources are invested in 70% of one's workforce when they're not engaged at all and not moving the objectives forward of the organization? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. really a very profound kind of statement. So if a leader, basically, and how one defines good leadership, you know, leaders are catalysts, Jenna. They're catalysts Mm -hmm. for change, primarily because they stimulate and they agitate. An authentic leader is the same at home as they are in their profession. That's the real deal. And when this happens, they truly understand the need to continue to grow themselves in leadership, really before they can expect to bring about any change in others. So the lowest level of leadership is to lead people even without a title. 
And authentic leaders develop themselves in a way that they're constantly developing themselves and others. This is all about people development. So not only do they change themselves and change their behaviors, they're also in the process of engaging and changing others with authenticity. And when one isn't authentic, it has a huge impact because employees see right through it. Mm -hmm. Where does that get an organization in terms of engagement and purpose? You know, it can work well, I, I will say, a role with a mask on. If the business, Jenna, is really kind of in a continuation or maintenance kind of mode, okay. where the real lack of authentic qualities in an individual are missing. So as long as there is hierarchies and systems that are holding out, then maintaining a business is okay. But when adversity strikes, those systems tend to fail. Having the nerve as an individual, authentically leading based on one's values, morals, outlook, trust, all that kind of stuff, is very powerful, is a very powerful thing to do. It takes guts, it takes courage, it takes a very strong focus, it takes planting your feet. So you touched on this a little bit in your response, but why would you say then that authenticity is such an important quality for a good leader to have, especially a leader in the workplace, such as a manager? Well, tell me, with the exception of energy, it is probably really the most important aspect that a leader can have, leading in their terms of their values and leading in terms of their energy. Basically, for all the points mentioned in my article on what is authentic leadership, when a leader follows their internal compass, and that internal compass is based upon, and when you read Bill George's book, Prude True North, and Authentic Leadership, it's all about their past. It's all about impactful stories that they've had that shaped their life, that created their values, that created their morals, that created their direction and their internal compass. And when they find that out and they constantly mend it and they constantly refine it, their leadership is going to be authentic. And then people will naturally want to gravitate and resonate with them and work with them. That's why authenticity to me, besides energy mm -hmm. and leading with positive energy, is such a great thing in the workplace. Again, going back to the engagement problem that we're seeing, huge engagement challenges in organizations today. And there are other surveys that I've read that basically said that leaders are basically don't have the skill sets to really help re-engage employees and getting them back on track. And that is, again, going back to leadership development, leadership understanding, an emotional intelligence level of leaders that begin to see, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. And how do I change that? And what focus do I need to, need to be narrowed in on? For managers or leaders who may be listening and they say, you know, I, I would like to become more of an authentic leader in my workplace, there are five different qualities that you had listed in your article uh, that an authentic mm. leader should have. So I wanted to kind of go through each one just to give our listeners an idea of how they could transition into becoming a more authentic leader. And so the first one you had listed was authentic leaders are self-aware and genuine. So why would you say that these traits are really important for a good leader? Well, both, great question, both are self-actualized. Authentic leaders tend to look within themselves, and they're definitely aware of their strengths, their limitations, and definitely their emotions. And as they show their real selves to their followers and their people, they are acting in a consistent way, both in private and in public. They're not hiding. They're not usurping over their responsibilities. And they're very comfortable admitting that they've made mistakes, or they may have a particular limitation, 
who generally people who aren't self-actualized, who aren't self-aware, who aren't genuine, they will have a great fear of looking weak. Mm. Again, going back to what I've said before, effective and authentic leaders, not only are they self-aware and very genuine, but they're constantly looking at themselves and this process as an endless journey. It is never complete. It is always moving forward for them. So self-awareness, what are your values, your emotional intelligence? How do you live by those drivers? Are you consistent in living with those drivers? How genuine are you basically in living out those values and those drivers for yourself and for the people that you're working with and working for, so to speak? You know, the whole concept about leaders is you don't have to have a title to lead. A regular line employee can be an effective leader. It's all based on the impact that they have in the organization. So this is a broad spectrum of conversation. It could be CEO or it could be down to the lowest element. Anybody can lead. Anyone can lead. And you had mentioned that leaders in any capacity might be afraid to reveal their limitations just because there's the fear of looking weak or that um, you're not competent in your leadership position. So what are some ways that a leader or a manager could do this well, revealing their weaknesses to their subordinates while still earning the respect of their employees? It's a self-study and it's an internal admission, first of all, that there is some change or is some levels of work that they need to work on and are honest and open about that process, whether they talk to their accountability partner, whether they hire someone like me as an executive coach who comes in or a leadership coach who is independent of the organization, we find that most people tend to open up with an outside party. Works very well in understanding that. The biggest thing that we see in leaders is the loss of control. They don't want to lose that control. And an admission of weakness or admission of limitation in many executives' minds and leaders' minds is there is a controllability there that I don't want to lose. Mm -hmm. And if I admit that I am weak or limited in certain capacities, and not do anything about it, then they're not genuine at all. And that that weakness, so to speak, tends to become a detriment, not only to their growth, but to the people around them and the organization in which they work for. can be very transparent to others regarding one's weaknesses. Hey, we all see it. We all have them. Mm-hmm. You know, leaders no different from anybody else walking through life. I've got deficiencies, uh, you know, weaknesses. It takes courage and guts and an authentic self to look at one's values and drivers to admit hey, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Therefore, I surround myself with resources, tools, people who can help me overcome those limitations. And then the second characteristic you mentioned was that authentic leaders are mission-driven and they're focused on results. Some people could argue, you know, aren't all leaders mission-driven and focused on results? But what would differentiate a authentic leader who is focused on results from a non-authentic leader? To me, what I find in authentic leaders is that they have stories from the past that have certainly shaped who they are, has shaped their values, and those stories are constantly driven for their individual performance. And many authentic leaders at the higher levels bring those values and commitments to the organization in which they serve. And that sets the culture. And that culture then is then pared down in terms of what are the missions based on the values of the organization, uh, which are led by the CEO or the top leader. There's strong power in that, uh, in that synergy and moving the entire organization in that way. And in that way means the focus on results. No deviation from where we're going. This is the purpose. This is the mission. This is the culture. This is how everybody interacts with that. And those are driven by strategic 
thoughts and processes developed through tactical plans, and those tactical plans reveal and determine the results. Obviously, the people do that, but if you're not mission-driven, and that mission can be customer-centric, it could be vendor-centric, it could be employee-centric, or a combination thereof. If you're not following and driving those results and through those analytics each and every day, then ultimately you're not going to be as an organization as successful as those companies who are. So then the the third quality you had listed was that authentic leaders lead with their values. So why would you say that as a leader, it is important to communicate your values with your employees? And when you say values, do you mean the company's values strictly or personal values? It's very important that leaders, authentic leaders, lead from their values. Understanding those values play an important and huge role, not only in the behavior of those leaders, but in the behavior of the organization, which then helps drive individual and organizational results. Values are personal, and when they're not clearly identified, therefore, when they're not clearly identified, then there's a huge gap. There's a huge misunderstanding that not only individuals, but teams and organizations will then play out. There are really, Jenna, two types of values, conscious-based and fear-based values. Conscious values allow one to take positive action. Think of these as want-tos. Values based on fear, those are the ones that cause one to take action to avoid something. These are have-tos. So as you can see, it's important for a leader to understand if they're choosing values based on passion or fear or consciously or not. So it has a huge impact on the organization and the individual based on particularly their level of energy and leading with, the, with positive energy or negative energy as a leader. So values guide decisions, right? Mm-hmm. They clearly do that. Values certainly are very helpful in strengthening uh, ability to influence. Values create clarity. Values reduce stress. And they certainly guide one's actions. So that's why I think authentic leaders lead with their values is an important characteristic for any authentic leader. Understand your values. Understand your drivers. Now, would those values, would they be different, did you ask, relative to the individual in the company? Well, you know, I guess that depends on the organization in terms of where they are at in in their sense of uh, their um, life cycle. Organizations that are stagnant, you know, who are not necessarily growing, who basically, as I said, kind of in a maintenance level, you know, are those values in a leader and in that organization, um, they're clearly, you know, one has rode that success. But in today's business environment, things are changing so fast that organizations have to continue to reevaluate, relook, and size up what their mission is, what their culture is, what their values are, and are they going in that right direction and leading the results that they want to achieve for their for their shareholders or their or their value partners? You know, it depends with each company if the values of the organization are different from the leaders. Right. If there's a huge disconnect, will the leaders be that effective? And is that a proper hire? We're actually running a little short on time, but I wanted to get to one more of the characteristics that you had mentioned, which was that authentic leaders lead with their heart and not just their minds. So why would you say that showing emotion is part of being an authentic leader? And we all know that, you know, in in some businesses, they may argue that, you know, the workplace is no place for emotions. But why would you say that this could be untrue? I disagree with the premise that emotions are not applicable or pliable to business. It is. 
any kind of organization, people drive either the success or failure of the organization. That interaction, that human-to-human interaction, Mm -hmm. the interaction between a company employee and a customer is a human-to-human interaction. An interaction between an employee and a shareholder is the same, or the vendor is the same. It's very important that emotions be shared and be and be forthright and be honest and authentic. When a leader, uh, a leader will struggle with not only individual relationships, but team relationships when they don't understand their own emotions or able to emote those emotions. It is a common leadership challenge. And I call it, it's either emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. It's all about an understanding of the capacity of the leader to effectively, Jenna, perceive, express, understand, and manage their emotions in an effective and appropriate manner. And when that's done well and when that's done right, that is a huge predictor of individual and organizational success. The higher one's emotional intelligence and the skill sets based on that will certainly drive a very positive personality and very heightened experiences. So I believe there is a strong, strong case to emote and have emotions and to celebrate successes and to compliment people and to understand people. And the values then drive what is an appropriate emotion or not an appropriate emotion and to speak candidly about what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate in the workplace and really having those conversations and constantly having those conversations, not some writing that's on the employee notice wall. You know, this has got to be talked about constantly and effectively. This all helps drive consistently, consistency in both external and internal communication messages, where I think emotion is very important, very important, and has a proper place in business, in any organization. We're humans. It's a human-to-human interaction. And if we don't emote and we don't understand our emotions, are we living authentically? Are we expressing ourselves well, trustworthy, honest, open, sincere? I think it has a huge element. Yeah, and I think you've given us a lot of really helpful areas for people to consider, whether they're in a formal leadership position at work or maybe they're in a lower position, but they're taking on some leadership roles and abilities. I think that you've given us some really helpful things for people to consider as they're kind of moving forward and thinking about being more authentic at work. Well, Jenna, quickly, let me just say this. If somebody, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to give advice to anybody who wants to look at themselves as an authentic leader, I strongly suggest that they pick up Bill George's books on authentic leadership, which is his first one, and then True North. True North is a tool that can be used to help one discover their authenticity and their leadership. And it's a terrific book. It is really a self-study. And then get an accountability partner or hire a coach and also take a journal. Do writing, journaling. Understand your intentions, understand your emotions, and understand your behaviors based on those things that you're experiencing, and you'll start to see change and start to see growth. Again, it's a perpetual process. It isn't something that happens once and then you're over. It's constant review. And with that final message, we will wrap up this episode of Moving Up the Ladder. We've been discussing the qualities of an authentic leader with our guest, Brad Parcells, of Aperio Coaching and Consulting. Thanks again for sharing your insight with us today, Brad. You're very welcome, Jenna. I hope your listeners get a lot out of this. And of course, we'd like to hear your thoughts on authentic leadership as well. Send your thoughts or comments to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or find us on Twitter under at the LJN. 
Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.